You're listening to the Superman Super Show, Episode 15, Superman versus the Cab Protective League. I like that name. Howdy. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there, let's see, there, to my left, is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hey, that's me. All righty. So, we were going to talk about uh, Kansas, right? Stephen, Kansas, Topeka, yeah, I was, Kansas. Uh, yeah, before we started recording, oh. I was I was really complaining about our driver's ed program at, at, at school, and... But before the dog interrupted us, what I was leading to was my my girls started their their driving portion today, and um, the 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 guy who does the the driving portion made it very clear in a meeting. You know, he he said in a very exasperated way, "Don't send me your children with no experience behind the wheel." And so we've been trying to find time to get out and do some driving. Um, haven't found a lot of time. We just we just haven't, and so. Um, they, they have not, they haven't done a lot of driving. They, so apparently my, my oldest daughter, she was the first one. She sat down and basically he, he just said, all right, let's go. You know, there was, there was no, um, you know, here's your turn signals. Here's, you know, and here's how you right. line up your mirror. Here's how you do all this. There was no, you know, I just, I just seem to remember a lot more stuff in the car before we even moved forward oh, when sure. I went yeah. through driver's ed. Yeah. And it just it be, it has, has become abundantly clear today that despite the money that we spent to put them through driver's ed, the the we're we're the ones ultimately, except for the 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 book portion, right? We're the ones who are expected to actually teach them how to drive. I, I feel like they probably there's probably some kind of rule that says, all right, if you guys are going to offer a driver's ed program and you're going to charge your students to take this driver's ed program, you're required to have at least to give them at least five hours worth of drive time. And sure, yeah, there's some that's sort of what they're doing. They're giving us five hours. And he he made mention to both of them apparently at one point today during the driving that uh they're they're gonna need to get out and do some more driving with their parents this week. Uh otherwise they're probably not gonna pass by the end of the week. And as soon as my daughter told me that I said, you know what? I don't care wow. if, if if we because the money has been paid. If they don't pass, you know, of course we don't get the money back. I'm just like, you know what? If if it was up to me right now, I would pull you both. I'm just really not happy with this driver's ed program it at all. It raises the question: Is there a requirement in Kansas that they have to have this class? There is no. There's not. They they can learn how to drive from who there. Basically, there's a requirement. To have a certain amount of hours behind the okay. wheel with a licensed well, uh, driver, basically. You can pay somebody to do that. Can exactly. You not? Are there not Ex instructors that... there? I'm sure there is, but uh, okay. since we, you know, both my wife and I, we grew up, uh, we did driver's ed through school. That's, okay. you know, they offered it, <laughs> yeah. so we paid for it. And uh, But I would venture to say, if if you can check, I bet your parents did not. Oh, I bet I they bet, didn't. I, I'm, I I'm bet fairly they certain learned I... from mom and dad. Yeah. So mm, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I do know, or I don't know, but I, I seem to recall back between maybe between when I took driver's ed and when my sons did, which both of my sons are in their early twenties, uh, born ninety five, ninety seven. So 
I graduated in 81. Somewhere in between there, insurance companies started giving a break to the new drivers if they had had driver's ed in school. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't know if that's still a thing. To, to my mind, the situation that you're saying, that may be the only benefit. Yeah. To having on a piece yep. of paper that they had driver's ed. Otherwise, by what you're saying, you're going to do it anyway, you know, so. Uh, yeah. And Doug here says in the comments that he remembers his their, yeah. his instructor taking them through everything. And he, yeah, because he hadn't the, driven. The and I remember the same thing. Yeah. 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 But exactly. Ultimately, in, you know, and I'm sure it's the same in most states, but in the state of Kansas, you if you know, you go to the DMV. There's a written test as, as long as you mm -hmm. pass the written test at the DMV right. and you can take a driver's test at the DMV. If you pass both of those, you get your license. Right. Well, this course, ultimately, you do the, the written test through the course. And I oh, guess these five okay. hours this week are the driving test. So once you pass oh. the course, then you take your certificate to the DMV and you get your license. You don't have oh, to take the wow. test at the DMV. Okay. You don't have to take the driving test at the DMV. But okay. I'm quickly learning today that uh, it's there uh, that that's really the only advantage of right. going okay. through the school because it's fairly obvious that that uh, either I have to find somebody to teach them how to drive or I'm going to have to do it myself. And I'm not a very good teacher. I'm an I'm an excellent driver. I'm a great driver, but I'm a horrible passenger. I'll tell you that uh, right now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a horrible passenger. I've I've spent. All of my adult life being the one that drives. Even when I was in school, I had a I had a 1970 Oldsmobile Delta 88. This was a four door boat, and yes. so whenever we went somewhere to a concert or whatever, I was driving because I could literally get ten people in that car if we needed to. And so I was just always the one that drove. And uh, yeah, so we'll figure it out. I, I told both of the girls because one of them did not have a good time. Uh, yeah, I uh, and the it. other one was like, oh, you know, so I told him both. I said, look, if if you don't want to go back tomorrow, you don't have to. It's up to you. Said, you know, I'm we're not going to get the money back, whatever. We weren't going to get the money back anyway, whether you passed or didn't pass. That's uh, I, I, I'd love to have the money back, but there's well, I, I would much rather um, if I'm going to have to do most of the work anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's and there's no you, reason for me to shuttle them back and forth all week. You had no way of knowing it would be this way. I mean, it's right. not that the yeah. money's wasted. It's just that, yeah. well, the money didn't turn out to get yeah. me what I thought it would. Yeah, so they, didn't, like, they didn't. They didn't okay. explain it very well in the meeting. But yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. my that's my bit of banter today. Okay, uh, and uh, me thinking as you were uh, speaking, both of mine took driver's ed, but most of mine also had to go to the DMV and take a written and driver's yeah. test as well. So mm. in West Virginia, it's still two separate things. Yeah, I like great. your your streamlining, but I yeah. could also see where, boy, that's an awful lot of pressure and to incorporate the two to get, you know, going to the DMV, picking up the book, studying the book, going to take the test. That just to me sounds like a, a better atmosphere. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. All right. Today, folks, uh, we're looking at Superman versus the Cab Protective League, which appeared in Action Comics number 13, written for us by Jerry Siegel, penciled by Joe Schuster and Paul Cassidy, inked by Joe Schuster. Uh, Action Comics 13 was published, of course, by DC Comics and has a cover date of June 1939 and an approximate on sale date of May 2nd, 1939. 
1939. And that's according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics. So here's what happened. Clark Kent is traveling in a cab, which is hit by a rival company's cab driver. When he questions the driver, he says that the rival driver is a member of the Cab Protective League, an organization that victimizes independent cab companies. Superman visits the independent Carlisle Cab Company. He discovers the boss being threatened by a member of the CPL, which is how we will now refer to the Cab Protective League. He reveals himself and beats up the racketeer, then picks him up and leaps into the air. The racketeer tries to stab him, causing Superman to crash into a building, leading the racketeer to fall to his death. (sighs) Mr. Reynolds, the boss of the CPL, calls Mr. Carlyle and asks whether he's going to pay for protection. Carlyle refuses, so Reynolds and his henchmen go to confront him. Superman destroys their car and also makes them all destroy their own cabs. Superman also makes Reynolds confess to ordering the deaths of other drivers, and he gets arrested. As the police drive him to the station, Reynolds lights a cigarette. The cops realize too late that the cigarette contains poisonous gas. Superman finds an abandoned police car right where the police were last seen. He hurtles through the roof of the cabin where the car was located, where he finds Reynolds, who now introduces him to his boss, the Ultra-Humanite, the most intelligent man on Earth. Superman approaches the Ultra-Humanite and is caught in a wave of electricity that temporarily knocks him out. The Ultra-Humanite quickly has Superman tied to a board and fed into a sawmill, a la the 20s uh, damsel in distress kind of thing. No, No train tracks, so we'll put him on the saw blade run thing. But of course, the saw blades have no effect on Superman. In fact, one of the blades breaks off and kills Mr. Reynolds. The ultra-humanite calls some henchmen who carry his paralyzed body away to a nearby special airplane and then start the cabin on fire. Superman wakes up and escapes the cabin just before the fire can kill him. He super leaps up and crashes into the ultra-humanite's plane, destroying it. However, the ultra-humanite's body is nowhere to be found. So, Stephen, what? what did you think about that issue? Or that story, rather? Well, first of all, um, the ultra-humanite, this is our first... Oh, yeah, this is a biggie, yeah. This, yeah, this is this is a, this would be a, uh, a landmark issue because uh, this would be our first... I don't want to call him a super criminal, but he's the smartest guy in the world, and uh, he's bald, mm. like Lex Luthor. Yep. He, uh, he's in a wheelchair and they refer to him as being crippled a lot when that was still an acceptable word. Yeah. That's uh, the word they use. Little, so. Yeah. A little, little cringy nowadays, but crippled. that, that's, that's the, the word you used back then. Um, otherwise this was, I mean, until you get to that point and until you meet that guy, I was kind of scratching my head. It's like, I mean, I guess this is kind of like one of those mob protection racket type of things. You know, a couple of guys, nice taxi cab you got here. Would hate for something bad to happen to it, you know? And and, uh, so it it, it started out to me as kind of a very mundane kind of issue in their kind of story. And then they introduced this this guy who is going to show up later. And is he still around today? Uh, As far as I know, I mean, I didn't check to see when his last appearance was. But yeah, the well, I mean, I know the ultra humanite from back when I used was reading 
Um, All-Star Squadron, when it was coming out, um, I know the Ultra Humanite was in that. And I, I think he's still around the DC universe. I don't know what capacity or I'm sure that it that the character has changed by now. So I don't know, you know, what what it is anymore. But I, I feel pretty certain that it's still around in some capacity. Yeah. All right. Let me let me pause. I've had it on mute, but he's just barking and barking and barking. OK. I apologize to everybody. I'll be right back. And so, yeah, um, this is uh, the first appearance of what is going to turn out to be a uh, reoccurring um, threat uh, for Superman. Looking a little bit ahead, uh, he's going to have several appearances in the next mm, eight to ten stories here. So, I mean, he's he's uh, going to be pretty big there. But then, honestly, he disappears for like many, many years. But it, it's, it's a beautiful setup to... Um, our creators or some other creators in the future to uh, hook this character and, and bring them forward to, you know, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. Um, going to be a, a, a nice setup for the character. He's, um, because he's smart, I think he's going to be a, a pretty good foil for Superman. You know, Superman, not that Superman is dumb, but Superman is all everything else. He's all, he's all body, right? He's super strong and fast and all these other things. Whereas... I think much as the way that um, uh, Superman's greatest foe, you know, Lex Luthor, um, the ultra humanite will use his brain, uh, I would imagine, to devise ways, knowing that ultimately, no matter what he does, you know, he'll encounter Superman sometime somewhere along the way. So he'll have things ready that he can spring on Superman uh, just from having watched and listened to Superman that he thinks will will waylay Superman and, you know. Perhaps they will. Perhaps they won't. I mean, we'll just have to have to wait and see. Um, I was really tempted when I saw that the Ultra Humanite was in this issue to go ahead and just binge read a bunch of stories to see. But I, I hold back because I want um, I want everything to, to be as fresh to this 54 year old brain as, as I can keep it. So I only read three or four stories, you know, about what we cover in one of these recordings. And I, I try not to read ahead. Until the next time I'm preparing for the next recording, and so that way the uh, the brainy villains, Doug, I assume you're meaning, yeah, uh, because I mean, you know, visually, if you throw a, a Jim Lee or a Wils Portacio or, or some of these other artists out there, seeing two people bash each other's heads in, that can be entertaining in a in a comic book medium as well, you know, being being visual. But uh, as far as I think story and and long term story writing and and me thinking things through, yeah, the the intellectual ways of trying to defeat Superman or, or any superhero, to me, always seems much more entertaining because as the reader, I don't necessarily know what is going to come up next. You know, what what are they, when they open that door, what what is it going to be? Eh, if it's a big ox dude on the other side of the door, well, then, you know, uh, okay, they're going to throw down and break some walls and, and crash some doors and, you know, and that's, that's okay. It has its place, but yeah, long-term entertaining are the, the brainy guys that sit and stew for eight or 10 issues since you saw them last and then they try again. And yeah, so that's always, those kinds of things are always entertaining. I think M more entertaining than the knockdown drag out. All right, uh, Steven. So uh, the ultra humanite. Yes, sir. Um, I was telling everybody I was I was almost tempted or not almost. I was very tempted to read ahead when I saw that this character was here. But I hold off and I, I just try to read what what we need 
that way yeah. it's fresh and and it stays stays more entertaining yep. because I don't yeah. you know I don't end up reading these like three or four or five times because I read ahead yeah. and forgotten and then yeah. we're recording and so yeah because these these stories are short enough and some some of the same kind of similar situations happen that you get you get 20 stories ahead and they all kind of blend together you know so yeah I get that well, but you were you were saying the early part of this story it seems very much like the others stories yeah. have gone as far as Superman versus a racket whatever that right. racket may be yeah. and this one uh, why it had to do with cats I don't know maybe a cabbie pissed seagull off or something you know yeah. you wonder what yeah why why what 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 made you turn your 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 stick on the the, the cab and poke and oh they yeah. suck well, and um, you know. the, the I think one of the funny things about it is it's it's obviously a um the cab protection league is they're, they're obviously an, an illegal organization or at least they they the service right. they provide is not right. technically legal but yet they have their own building because I think at one point somebody, a reporter or a cop is like, yeah, let's go down to the, the cab protection league building or something. Right. It's, it's like, so you know, it's, it's, it's like it's knowing like no who company. the mafia is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like knowing who the mafia is, knowing that they, they know that they're doing illegal stuff, but they just, they don't have any evidence. So they can't do anything about it. This is where the mob operates out of, but we can't prove it. So yeah. We can't, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little, we can't prove it. Let me just count this fat stack of hundreds here. Yeah, quick. little little weak yeah. sauce there, but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, and then of course the the whole sawmill thing that was funny. Oh, uh, they, like, like you said, very twenties. Yes, they, they they might as well just tied them to a railroad track. Uh, you know, might as well have. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm I, actually I'm surprised since we've already we've we've seen the saw blade. Why haven't we seen the railroad track before now? That's, yeah, you know, yeah, and he was. The, he was unconscious. Was he unconscious when they when the saw put when the, the yeah, mm -hmm. which was really weird. The the body position they put him in. They didn't lay his legs out straight, which I thought was odd. They yeah. left one of his legs, his knees sticking up, and I I I, I don't know if that I don't know I, that obviously was a, was artistic license. Yes, I, I can't see yeah. that in the in the script. Make sure you leave because because it had nothing to do with the story. It's not like because they left his leg that way. He was able to get out from his bonds, you know, mm -hmm. like I can see that happening with Batman since he's not super strong. You know, they 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 left my leg like this. So I wasn't completely tied to the to the thing. So I was able to get loose. Some slack. And, yeah. You know, it's like the the artist just wanted. I want to I want to draw him in a little more exciting pose than just laying flat. So I'm going to I'm going to put his knee bent up, up in the end. I just thought that was a weird choice. Also, um, that he succumbed to an electrical charge. I was like, yeah, mm, what, how, how much electricity would that take nowadays? Is it even possible to reach that amount of electricity to knock right. Superman out using it? Yeah. Cause they, what, what did they say? Um, cause my first thought was, oh, well, I guess we found his weakness. Did they give an amount? Is, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. They, they say, um, yeah, because the, after he, he falls, the, the lackey says, what the, he's still alive. And the ultra humanite says he must indeed be a Superman. That charge was enough to kill five hundred men. Okay, which, which yeah seems to me though the, that would just instantly set the cabin on fire. You know, a charge uh, yeah, like that it kill five hundred men. But so yeah, it was a pretty big, pretty big charge. But uh, it just knocked him out. Oh, and then 
oh my good lord, when that saw blade, when his head encounters the saw blade and the saw blade explodes, we get a lovely panel here. What is that? 30... 84. 84, where the lackey is hit in the throat. In the throat, yes. By yeah, by one of these saw blades and, and dies. And and if and if the, the image isn't enough, we're told Reynolds dies a horrible death as one of the steely fragments pierces his throat. And then the ultra-humanite suddenly has hair in the next panel. Yes, red, you're right. Red hair. Does, yeah. Which, you know, as we know, uh, Lex Luthor had red hair. Yep. I don't think this guy has any. This, obviously, this guy no, has nothing to do no. with Lex Luthor. But it's it's funny that the first real um, supervillain, and I'll, I'll use that term loosely, quote unquote, supervillain, um, but reoccurring villain. We'll, we'll say that, uh, you know, one of his uh, members, the, you know, is the first member of his rogues gallery is a super genius bald guy. Yep. You know, and if you remember the very first episode when we talked about how Superman was being developed before he came to comic books, the very first story that um, was written that Siegel wrote about a character by the name of Superman ended up being a bad guy. And he was he, too, was bald. So maybe Siegel has something against bald people, bald people. Maybe he's bald. At this maybe. Point. Although I don't I don't think so. Um, in the. Next book that we're covering, I believe there's a picture of Siegel and Schuster at the end of the story, yeah, right? There is, uh, th- yeah. that's, those, yeah. are, those are photographs. They didn't transfer yeah, over they, very well, but no. they're, they're photographs. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's see, let's see. And then, yeah, of course, uh, the, he, he destroys uh, the plane and there is no body. So if there is no body, we know what that means. We know there's no death, yeah. Right. And so not only do we have the moment where an electrical charge big enough to kill 500 men knocks him out. The cabin, you know, the, the, when they realize they're not going to be able to kill him, when the saw blade breaks, the, the ultra humanite calls for more thugs who come in and carry him away. And then he has them light the cabin on fire and Superman escapes. But as he's running from the birding building, he says, phew, that was almost the end of me. So I, I guess he could burn to death. In this, I don't know. In, Smoke in inhalation, form? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's and, mm-hmm. and the the problem really is that we see now and know that uh, no, that wouldn't work. No, yeah. that doesn't work. You know, um, at at the time, just like anything else, they they're still. Oh yeah. You know, this is only what thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. We've talked about fifteen stories of him, so they. they don't know what Superman yeah, is. Yeah, they're yet. they're still trying to figure him yeah. out. They're they're yeah. flying by the seat of their pants with this guy. They we the the only thing they know for sure is what they say in that opening panel of all these stories about his you know his, his strength and him, right. him leaping and hey he's fast. We know he's got X ray vision and super hearing, um, but that's that's really I about will all say, they though, figured out. They've done a really good job of not having having uh, uh, conflicting things going on yeah. uh, that he is susceptible here, but he's impervious to it there and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. They're, they're staying pretty, pretty streamlined about, you know, these won't hurt him and these uh, maybe, yeah. you know, so, yeah. So at, at least somebody or, or maybe even uh, Siegel and Schuster are, are keeping these things straight in their mind. Uh, you know, I've I've read some other Golden Age stuff by the same creator, and it's like, 
Well, yeah, but three three issues ago, you said that you know. So yeah, uh, actually, I think uh, Mr. Stan Lee was pretty uh, well known for doing things like that. So yeah, that's why they invented the no prize. So, but um, yeah, it started out as kind of a, a another uh, of the stories that we've been reading and. Typical. I mean, I don't necessarily want to say typical, but that's usually the word that will th- be thrown out. But then we have the ultra humanite, which, yep. um, again, unfortunately, we have f- foresight, I guess. Uh, I guess that's what it would be to know what that character turns into. And we're like, yeah. oh, you know, flag here. Big, big moment uh, to them at the time. Uh, you know, it was just a really brainy dude that we let escape. So we'll use him again. Yeah. And. And really, I kind of, I kind of thought of this as, as I'm reading it. It's like this is this makes me think of of certain TV shows that I've watched. And I'll use Supernatural as an example, and and uh, you, you could use Smallville as an example too. Think of the the first season of Smallville was very much Monster of the Week, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, yeah, and uh, Supernatural is kind of the same. And and you you're you're watching each episode, and you're like, yeah, this is kind of fun, you know. And but then at some point, you know. Six episodes in, eight episodes in, something, something happens that makes you go, "Okay, now we, now we're, right. we're, we've escalated, we've escalated the story." And I, I feel that kind of happened in this issue because not only did the the guy get away, um, really in the end, this is the first, the first villain that he's come across that is in s, you know, that's got the better of him for, mm-hmm. for even for a moment, knocked him out. Tied him to a, a, a you know a thing and tried to split him in half with a a buzz saw, but still he he got the better of Superman there for a little bit and managed to escape uh, unscathed as far as we know. So yeah, uh, I mean at the time I've got to imagine people were reading this going, "Holy crap! Who is this ultra humanite? Look what he's he done!" Superman. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he got away. You know, so you just you you, you almost. Even not knowing what's going to come after this, you almost finish this issue, finish this story going, oh, he's coming back. You know, he's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. So don't know if it'll be next story, but he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. And and so, yeah, that's that that'll be fun um, running across him again. And then, you know, how seeing how long we go with, you know, at what point do they introduce more? villains like this mm-hmm. more reoccurring villains this is right this is where we're gonna i'm just gonna say this is the first one i think this is this is a uh, in the in the books boom first superman reoccurring villain okay then let me let me mark that down steven says okay and now now we'll just we'll see see if you turn out to be right right or you know we'll see what john and and some of the other folks out there on twitter have to say about that yeah that's that's fine. You know, we're again, we're reading this, uh, these stories for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the other people that have been uh, commenting on our Twitter and whatnot have read these, but they have moved on past right. these as well. So they well, they have hindsight and foresight and side sight. And yeah. You know, and plus, so. um, there's certain stuff like, of course, the whole Jimmy Olsen debate. We, um, you know, right. J- Jimmy Olsen. Technically, really shows up for the first. He's a, he's a product of the radio show, right? Um, other stuff happened for the first time in the newspaper strip. So I don't. I'm no. I'm not as steeped in the knowledge at this point to know that as of the time this issue came out, were were the newspaper strips happening? Were, um, you know what yes. else was going on? Actually, this, they had been happening since the beginning of this year. Okay, 
So this okay, came so out in, in May. So since January, like the second or third week of January of this same year, they'd been having, uh, what, daily strips, I guess it was. So for all I know, there there could have been another supervillain, reoccurring villain that, that showed up in a, in, a, in a comic strip three yeah. days before this. You know, yeah, I, maybe. I mean, but as, as far as the... The uh, the the floppies are concerned. I'm, I'm calling this his first reoccurring villain. But us, right. you know, we're we're staying pure with yeah. the with the comic book. Right. The radio is there, but we're not do, talking about the uh, daily strip. Is it? We're not talking about that one. The movie serial. No, I don't think there's been a movie serial yet. But we probably won't be talking about that. Yeah. Uh, there's what the Fleischer animated, which I'm sure is later as well. Yeah. We're not talking about that right now. So, you know, the comic book and this is what we know when Ultra Humanite first appearance. I do. I do find it interesting, though, that there were a number of occasions in which um, forms of media outside of action comics and then the Superman book itself that that is going to be hitting really soon that ended up influencing what was, you know, the, the stuff that we know about Superman uh, that we take for granted as, oh, well, that's that's probably been there since the beginning. And it's like, no, that that uh, Jimmy Olsen came from the radio show. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. The fact yeah. that he flies is because they got sick of drawing him leaping in the in the, the Fleischer and animation hanging, features, hanging you know, off of uh, hanging off of uh, uh, edges of buildings and things. Yes. Which and who who was it? Was it coming? Was that John on Twitter or was it? Um, no, it was it the old time radio. I think it was oh, the, the the radio. Yeah, yeah, the Superman radio program. Said we need to start because he had read ahead a little bit and yeah. and said we we should start. And I almost went back to do that, but I just didn't have the time but, just to see up to now how many times it. Had yeah, happened. but but the him saying that. Darn it! Now I gotta now I gotta find the tweet, and it shouldn't be too hard because it makes you makes you think. Yeah. And and I will. I'll, I'll just out of curiosity, like I said, I, I ran out of time today, but I, I did intend to go back and see because after having read that tweet, he did it once or twice in the three or four stories that I read for tonight. So I'm like, okay, you got me. I'll, yeah. I'll flip through, you know, half of the, the Golden Age book that we've gone through and, and see uh, so far how many times it's been because I made mention a couple of times that that's what he did, that he jumped yep. and hung. Right. Right. Yep. So, yeah, it was uh, over on Twitter. It was the uh, Superman Radio Revisited okay. podcast at Radio Superman who had commented. It was in uh, basically the the one of the previous episodes where I had mentioned, um, you know, the reoccurring thing of Superman. Each each issue now, it seems like he grabs somebody up and tucks them under their under his arm yes, and, and, and leaps, leaps about and. Uh, the Superman Radio Revisited podcast uh, commented, so far I've read up to Action Comics number 40. And another count you may want to start is how many times is Superman hanging from the ledge of a building? And yeah, once I read that, he I, I'm fairly certain he does it. Does he do it in this issue? No, no I can't remember. But I know I, that- I don't remember if it happened in this issue, but it does in one of these stories. Yeah. When he's listening to the cab dude, is he hanging out the window when he's- I'm, I'm flipping through it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm flipping back here. Uh, trashing, jumped in. Uh, he, he, when he's falling, he and the dude falls to his death. He, he catches himself on a on a window, which ledge. is funny. It's like 
do you, do you really need to save yourself? Why couldn't right. you just flop? I mean, is that not okay? You know, and that I, I find that curious as well because I'm thinking I don't remember what the show was. I feel like there was a uh, I don't know if it was a TV show or a movie about a, a character who had superpowers, and I feel like it was a young person, but um, they they knew that, for example, if somebody stabbed them, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't pierce their skin, but they weren't confident to know mm-hmm. exactly what would and what wouldn't kill them. Right. So, so they didn't something just let like stuff that. happen. Yeah, yeah, so something like that. It's like, well, I'm falling from a 40-story building, but I'm pretty sure it won't let, it won't kill me. So I'm just going to let it happen. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about when Superman does stuff like that. It's like, I better catch myself because I'm not quite sure if I'll survive this fall or when he's running from that burning cabin, right. you know? Yeah. He's yeah. not he's not confident enough in his own powers to just you know, the, the Superman of today would just suck in the fire and the smoke into his lungs right. and then blow it into space. You know? Well, he, so, but he, he is at the point where he takes bullets now, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll just he, stand yep. there and even he'll even be drawn with the stick. It, like, you know, come on. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, yeah, because he's he, he you know, he's he's been shot at. So he knows that that's not going to hurt him. But yep. yeah. You just you, you don't know if 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 the writer is thinking about stuff like that when they're like make you, you know you got to catch himself on that ledge before he hits the ground or if if the writer's even confident if Siegel's even confident at this point will a fall from a forty story building will he survive that I'm not ready to put that down on paper yet so, what would happen do I yeah. know if, yeah because yeah. you know you don't want to as a writer you don't there there is something to say about not wanting to just spell it all out right there at the beginning or sure, or even yeah. even to yourself you know it's like all right so superman's going to fall um do i just let him crash to the ground and get up and brush him brush the dust off his uniform or do do i want to make that stand at this point do i want to put that down on paper cuz maybe 3 issues from now i might want to write a story where he breaks his leg falling from a building and that puts him in a particular <laughs> predicament that okay. isn't going to happen and you know I don't, I don't, you know, you don't know how, how deep some writers are thinking sometimes. It, 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 it could even be that the artist, you know, Siegel was just like, uh, maybe I should just right. have him grabbing the let, you know, it may not have even been spelled out. It just could have been an artist interpretation, you know, something the artist wanted to do. Could have been. Yep. Alrighty. Um, I don't really, I don't think have anything else that I noted. Um, let me see. Yeah. That's pretty okay. much everything that I, I picked out. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have anything else either. I just was very shocked uh internally for a moment, very clutching my pearls when uh two people died in the issue. Uh just two, the subway dude and the dropped dude. Yeah, I guess it was just two. Yeah, I'm sure the pilots on the airplane on the plane uh, died. They don't they say yeah. there's no that he couldn't find the ultra humanite. They don't mention the pilots. I don't I, yeah, I don't think so. There were pilots and didn't he have some flunkies with him, two or three? Probably, yeah. You know, so yeah. No mention of them. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, we do want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, ask us a question, or just provide feedback in general, you can send an email to the Superman Super Show, all one word, at gmail.com. Now, you can also reach us on Twitter over at Supes, S-U-P-S, Super Show, one word. Or, even better, come join the fun on the forum at forum.com 
justanotherfanboy.com. All these links will be in the show notes, so don't worry about writing them down, which I know you guys didn't anyways. But hey, if you were trying to, they're, they're in the show notes. So until next week, guys, I'm Ed. That's Steven. And this was the Superman Super Show. Bye. Ciao. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. It's Muppets. I was thinking insert uh, Money Python here. I was just playing. I was just having a fun little, fun little song.